Hey, welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. This is your host, Jim Cockrum. And this is one of those episodes that's appearing on YouTube, which means I need to remind you that only a small portion of our episodes appear on YouTube. If you go to silentgym.com, you can hear all of our episodes, the vast majority of which are on audio only. But enjoy today's guest. Her name is Leah. She's been in our community for a while now. She started off as a teenager just selling stuff on eBay and, and an entrepreneur, consummate entrepreneur, just you know, flipping things online and finding she got into books and was doing well with that. And then she got into our coaching program, jimcockrumcoaching.com. We'll stick a link in the show notes below this video. You can look for it. And at that point, things started to pick up. And you're going to hear that in her story today. She's got a young daughter and she's got a little baby at home and a husband and she's got a job and she works full time, but she's still squeezing in and doing ten dollars to $12,000 a month on Amazon using our replens strategy, which is one of the modules inside our proven Amazon course. So that's a lot of new terms for you if you're new around here. That's okay. We'll explain it all again in today's episode as we jump over and meet Leah. And I just want to thank you for hanging out with us today. I know you're giving us some of your most valuable asset, which is your time. But just enjoy. Try to sit back, relax, enjoy getting to know another fellow business building warrior from the incredible community that we've built. Over 58,000 of us hanging out together every day in our Facebook group. It's free, encouraging each other, spurring each other on, answering questions, sharing each other's positive and negative experiences as we're on this journey together. If you'd like to join us, the one last thing I'll tell you about before we bring Leah on the line is you go to silentgym.com, you'll find a link to our Facebook group and you can jump in there and join us and hang out with other great people like Leah. So let's jump over right now and get her on the line. Let's go. So Leah, welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Great to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I am incredibly flattered to have been asked. Well, you've got a great story. And if I remember correctly, it was a post I think you made in the Facebook group. I don't remember exactly, but I think that's what prompted this. It was. But one way or another, your story came across our radar and we love telling interesting stories from the great people of this community. So let's hear yours. Awesome. Well, it's... It's really not that much of a saga. Let's see. I have been selling online for literally since I was like 15 or 16 years old. I would get gifted stuff that I didn't want. I'd sell it on eBay. And then, you know, that was just kind of like $30 here, $30 here. Your little uh, burst of excitement when you sold something online. I sold various things online, estate sales stuff. I'd say probably two or three years ago, I had my my first like kind of pull to know that I could do this full time. And I was selling, it was actually like a, a party brand, if that even makes sense. It was something that like women usually get together and you have a party at your house and okay. you sell to your friends, I guess. And I gotcha. personally... First of all, I don't have the time to have parties every weekend. I have an eight-month-old son now. I don't have the time now. I didn't have the time then. I liked the product. I bought it by the droves. And I think I, I sold about $110,000 of, of makeup on eBay. <laughs> and um, unfortunately, the biggest lesson that I learned is don't put all your eggs in one basket. I think some other people may have noticed that I was doing that. And uh, 
got online and the price plummeted. And before I knew it, it was absolutely over. And I was back to just working exclusively my full-time job. Yeah. There's a great lesson in there. I've heard a lot of other people think, you know, they get into those, like, you know, the party model, hosting parties. And, you know, I've heard of a few people making that work, but for the most part, I mean, especially during COVID, I got to imagine that's been a pretty hard model to pull off. Yes. Uh, But you end up stuck with all that inventory and like, oh, I'll flip it on Amazon or eBay. That's where you find out if the company even allows you to do it. Like, you know, there was a company, I think. (laughs) That's where you find out the actual street value of the product. So I would encourage people before you get into any of those home-based show kind of, everyone come to my house and we're all going to spend about $40 (laughs) and eat some snacks and, you know, go on eBay and see what the stuff is selling for there. Yeah, Because that's the street value. That's the supply and demand reality. You can't run from eBay. And uh, a lot of those companies try to keep you from selling it on there, but they can't monitor it, right? Well, so I, you can go on and see what the stuff's really worth and learn before you jump. Just a little mini lesson yes. for those maybe considering that model, right? <laughs> that, is that good advice? Yes. Well, and I absolutely, and I, I even, I, and I, I kind of felt a little bit like a pirate, if you will, because I, I had a friend and you know, she was selling me some lipstick. I was like, oh, I really love this. She's like, you should sell it at your house. And I was like, no, I, I don't want to do that. And I, I never did. I never did even attempt to do that. And I just saw that it was selling for standard MSRP, jumped on, was phenomenal for about a year, price plummeted, moved on to something else. So um, I did estate sales stuff primarily, which I actually really loved. I felt like I was treasure hunting. And we go to these gorgeous homes, some not so gorgeous homes, every home with a story. I'd buy some old boots for $9, sell them for 150, buy old classic board games. I mean, like, honestly, like you name it, I sold it like Burberry suits, 200 year old lighters. (laughs) It was a fun, fun, fun journey. But, um, you know, so talk me through like, how good did you get at that? Just raw numbers. Like if you spent X hours per week, you would end up with X dollars in sales and profit. Just just a rough estimate. Sure. I'm not asking for anything. If I'm being scientific. if I'm being super rough, so I almost exclusively did it on Saturdays, and I'd be out. Okay. I'm just it varied greatly, but I was, I'd say I would like leave my house at nine, and I this the sales the ones that were open the latest ended at four. So let's call it a regular work day with maybe a stop at Starbucks for a sandwich because it's a lot of work. Of course. I think that my best month only working six or seven hours sourcing on Saturdays, my very best months, and then sporadically listing. I never treated eBay like a job. It was aside from when I was doing incredibly well at it, but I I would say that I was probably netting about $3,000. So um, as you know, the eBay percentages are way different than Amazon. So I, you know, I'd give them their 10% bank the rest minus shipping. So I made about $3,000 a month uh, just selling people's junk. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not bad. 750, 800 bucks a week. Yeah. Working one day a week. And it was I mean, fun. Just, the reason I, reason I like that is because that opportunity is there. Mm-hmm. You know, if you just do that, just develop some basic skill. You look the stuff up on eBay while you're at the estate sale and get a feel for what it is you're looking at if you're unfamiliar with it. And just get out and do... There's so much opportunity out there. So that model right there could have just changed someone's life. 
right? And it was so much fun. And I, I know that it's, you're doing it for the money, but every once in a while I would get my husband, like, you know, it's just a regular Saturday or Sunday. And it's like, I'm going to estate sales or I'm going estate sailing or treasure hunting. Do you, do you want to go with me? And will happen into this, this home. And one of my favorites was my dad's a Blackhawk pilot or, or he was, and this, uh, this gentleman had a bunch of like, I, I can't even say how old they were, but he had a bunch of like helicopter models. He had a bunch of documents from world war two. And I don't know if anybody else is like me, but it's impossible to shop for my dad. And so I literally sent him this huge box and it was just filled with things that 100% you just cannot find. And it was just, yes. Yeah, so I just, I, I bought for myself on eBay. I would come across these little treasures all the time. These absolutely unique gifts that you, you can't go to, you can't order them off of eBay. Well, correction, you can, <laughs> you can't order them off of Amazon more specifically, but you just can't find them. But the fun of the treasure hunt, you know, there's little rewards besides just finding money. You're, yes. you're, yeah, for those who enjoy. And, and some people, you know, to me, I could do that maybe once a month and it would, it would just, it would be maddening to me. Yes. I don't like the prospect of going out and coming back empty handed potentially. It happens. It just, <laughs> it's a risk that I'm not willing to take at this stage. There's plenty of times and life may take me back to that season where that's exactly what I do and I'd be very good at it. Mm-hmm. But that's not my personality type. Some people enjoy the thrill of the hunt, even if sometimes it's a goose egg. Not me. That's, it only takes a few of those and I'm, I'm going a little crazy. For the, for the shopper personality, that's awesome. Well, I think we've revealed some, some really good... It, I just want to hear, well, before we move on to our next topic, like, tell me about one like, holy cow, I just hit a gold mine story from your, from your treasure hunting days. Do you remember like, what, was the, what was one of those big like, that was awesome kind of finds. It was cowboy boots. And honestly, I wouldn't mention that. It wasn't, it was, I bought two pair and I'm hope, I hope I'm not butch- butchering the name of these, but they're Lucchese, I think cowboy boots. And my dad's from a small town in Texas. And I remember my grandma would always buy him these outrageously expensive cowboy boots, like ostr- like ostrich skin, just absurd. And so um, I was born and raised in Alaska. And cowboy boots aren't, aren't necessarily the fashion there, but my dad has these boots from my grandmother and he would always, you know, just be like, Oh, I can't believe she's spending this money. It's so ridiculous. And so because of my grandmother purchasing my dad, these boots, I knew to look for them at estate sales Okay. and, um, just to bring it around. <laughs> but so I, I, I walked into this, somebody's home or was there the estate sale? Yeah. Yes, I had a estate sale, not uh, not Goodwill. I, I don't, not a super huge thrifter in the sense of thrift stores. They it's too much rummaging. I'm not. I'd rather be in somebody's former home. It's more of a story, uh, just in case I sounded creepy on accident. <laughs> um, no, we all know what an estate sale is. That's okay. <laughs> Great. I like, I like to be in other people's homes. But there was this gentleman, and apparently he had been a boot collector, and downstairs rows and rows of cowboy boots and they were all um, mostly from this brand Lucchese once again hopefully that's the correct pronunciation but retail these boots are anywhere between three and five hundred dollars a piece and I don't know if the estate sale manager knew that but each pair was seven dollars and fifty cents wow how many were there 
I went on the last day for the 50%. So I, I think I scooped up, I want to say like eight or 10 pair. Just, that's great. Just crazy. So that was my like go, that was my gold mine moment out of the state. Sale. That's a cool find. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I knew there'd be something in there that stood out that, you know, unicorn moment for the whole experience. Okay. So take me forward in your story. So, um, kind of like you were mentioning about yourself earlier, it's a, it's a treasure hunt. That was, I, I honestly wanted to one day do that full time, but I just didn't ever see the point of being able to work full time and do my Saturday estate sales. That was never going to replace, that was never going to replace my salary at my job. I kind of had to give in to like, this is kind of just for fun because I'll never have, I'll never have the time to bridge that, to bridge that gap. So I was on the hunt for more, something a little bit more sustainable. I came across selling used books and I myself, um, from, from my bachelor's degree to my master's degree, had an absolute mountain of books and there's a Goodwill outlet relatively close to my house. So I was like, I'll go, I'll go dig through some bins. Like I'm not above digging through some bins at a Goodwill outlet. And I had some like very, very small success with that. Honestly, um, it was better in the sense that it was in one spot as opposed to driving all over Denver to go to estate sales. But I, I met a gentleman there who, um, and by the way, when this is happening, I'm, I'm pregnant. I'm like six months pregnant. Okay. <laughs> um, wow. So, so I'm trying Trooper. to like, I'm trying to like bend over this, uh, huge bin of books and this super nice guy comes up and he's just like, you know, um, I look for this specifically, but I do go through all these books. So if, um, if you want, I, you know, this looks kind of hard for you. Cause I, you know, it was huge for lack of a better way of putting it, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you want, we can meet once a week. And if you let me know what parameters you're looking for, I'll, I'll put those books aside. And instead of paying say 50 cents, you can pay me a dollar 50. So your margin is still there. And I'm like, Oh my God, thank you, Johan. Wow. <laughs> That's very creative. So he basically on the spot offered to source books for you for a bucket copy. For the kind you're looking for. Pretty much out of pity because I, you know, I'm this pregnant woman who's carrying books around and and honestly to this day, I, I'm I, I don't source books whatsoever anymore, but he's so sweet and he he finds really great stuff for me. So like once every couple of weeks I'll meet up at the Goodwill. That's the only thing that I do that's not online anymore. And it's just for the sake of like, um, he became my friend and we'll meet up. And I know that I purchase about, let's say $200 worth of books from him every couple of weeks. So I, I know that, um, he works completely out of that goodwill 100% of the time. So I know that part of his income is my, is my $400. Right. So I, I make money. He makes his money. It's a great arrangement, but, uh, that's a cool model. Yeah. So actually it was finding, it was books that brought me to your community. I was in this book group on, on Facebook and like a lot of other Facebook groups, they're not really the kindest. (laughs) So, you know, somebody, somebody posts something that they think is successful and then somebody's on their heels like, well, actually, that's nothing. Look at my sales. And it becomes this contest in the common as opposed to just helping people grow, celebrating some, some somebody's first like sale, somebody's... Um, I mean, I'm preaching to the choir here. You know yeah. exactly how... No, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we've worked hard. For the listeners who don't know, 
our Facebook group, which you can join at silentgym.com. There's a link. We've worked really hard to foster a community and a culture of support. If you come in acting like everyone's your competitor, you're going to kind of stand out. You're not going to fit in because we're there to cheer each other on. We have an abundance mentality. It's a um, warm and welcoming. We're here to help you. We're here to support you. There's no stupid questions. <laughs> and you know, one of the prices we pay as a result is we do get a lot of the newbie questions. But it's kind of like a rite of passage when you turn around as one of the members of our group and suddenly you're ans- answering like, so what is FBA exactly? Like, wow, <laughs> you're just getting started, aren't you? Well, yes. that's okay. We'll tell you what that is. Um, you know, direct them to the podcast, direct them to some resources. Uh, but it's a very friendly, supportive, warm. It's not like, hey, we've got our group and we don't want to be any bigger. Because what we've learned is each new student who comes in is potentially a future partner or a new creative concept. It's just, we've grown to this community of leaders and uh, it, it's, it's exciting to be a part of it. But yeah, you're right. We do have a very different culture from a lot of other Facebook groups out there that support yes. e-commerce sellers. And thanks for mentioning that because we've worked hard on it. We fostered it. And well, it was um, over 58,000 people now. It blows my mind. I, well, trust me, I enjoy every moment of it. I, I used to mm. read before going to bed and uh, this group has become my, my bedtime story. <laughs> mm, I don't know if I can recommend that or not. I mean, I love it. <laughs> But you might want to talk to see if that's the healthiest way to end your day is on social media. Even our group, <laughs> as awesome as it is, and I'm not going to say that I don't do the exact same thing, but... <laughs> yes. Oh, it's, it's, um, I usually can end my day on something inspiring to take with me to the next day. I love it. So, no, I'm truly honored. That's super cool. But uh, there, was, there was somebody in this, this book group, and it's centered out of Denver, so it's not even enormously huge. But... Um, somebody was posting something just like a, a beginner's question and somebody jumped mm-hmm. on and they were, they were being pretty rude to them. And somebody said, somebody said something along the lines of just like, um, you have to check out this community. They're so welcoming. They're so kind. There's no bullies there. That was that literal, that comment was what brought me over, you know, to silent sales machine, the internet community. And honestly, like that, seeing that one comment is something, it's something so minimal but sure. that comment is changing the trajectory of my life. I, I, the concepts that we talked about, well, not, not, I guess we, as in the community of, you know, my silent sales machine, but I had never, ever, I thought that anything that I ever bought, I had to purchase at wholesale. I'm my, my day job is actually a wholesale director for my friend's startup. So I, I thought that we needed to purchase things at wholesale or buy them on extreme, extreme clearance or buy it at an extreme discount in order, in order to turn a profit. And then once, right. once I realized the, um, the ability and the power kind of to, I can buy things all day, every day at retail price in one location and move it over onto another platform for, you know, for how many times have any of us purchased something that we thought was really expensive on Amazon. And if I had done the research, I could have found it elsewhere, but I'm paying for the convenience to buy on the platform that I prefer. Right. Millions of shoppers shop <laughs> like that on Amazon every day. Yes. They know they could go to Walmart and save $8 mm-hmm. right now, but they don't or $30 or $60, but they don't. They want the convenience. And 100%. Huge opportunity there. So once I discovered that, I, I had only sold books on Amazon, period. 
Um, and the volumes that I was doing, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't enough to like, you know, uh, people, I know that people take books to new levels, but I just didn't, once again, I didn't have everything I do in my business. Um, whether it's, you know, my, my day job or whether it's, um, building my own business in my spare time, I have an eight, eight month old baby. I, I absolutely need to be efficient every moment that's spent too long at a bookstore or wherever an hour spent away from home is an hour away from my child. So thank you for this hour, by the way, <laughs> that you're giving us today. Of course. I know it's very, very valuable. And, and I think you're inspiring a lot of people uh, with your story. So thank you. Oh, thank, thank you guys. I, like I said, I'm so flattered to have, to have been invited, but, um, when I first, first started, I got online and you don't have to be you know, a rocket scientist to see that you can learn a lot from Pat just based on other people's experiences. So that was the very first thing that I jumped on board with. And I was doing man or sorry, um, merchant fulfilled for a while. And there was one week I sold like $8,000 in trail mix that I bought at target. And it was honestly, I haven't seen sales like that since that week. And I, I, I just told you, I have a very young son and I, I just absolutely could not keep up with that by myself. It was, it was insane. <laughs> That's incredible. And let me just fill in a couple of blanks for people, maybe who are new. Uh, the pack that you mentioned, of course, that's the proven Amazon course, provenamazoncourse.com. Virtually all of the podcast episodes that you hear on this channel or at our link at silentgym.com where we have even more episodes, you're going to hear people talking about the pack. Oh, that's the proven Amazon course. And you said you did merchant fulfill, which means you are shipping the product yourself, which you don't have to do with Amazon, <laughs> but you can do if you'd like. Yes. And you save a few dollars per unit that way and you get your products listed faster because you don't have to ship them to Amazon. But 8,000? It was wow. It was absurd. I would, mix? That's crazy. I would go to Target in the morning and I, and I wasn't even being as efficient as I could, could have been. I, you know, I, that was, I was literally like, two videos into replants. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then I found a few products within, I mean, I don't know if that's normal to find like five products within an hour, just like my first venture into online arbitrage. But I found like five products after watching a couple of videos from, from Jimmy's replants course. And I was like, okay, I think I got this. And I just, I kind of took a plunge and I went and spent an absurd, what I thought was an absurd amount of money on trail mix and probably looked crazy checking out. <laughs> but I would, I literally listed them and moments after I listed them, they were moving and I would, you know, go back to, go back to target the next day, always the same two or three targets. And you were just, you were cleaning them out. That's awesome. I couldn't keep up with it. So I, um, I moved over to FBA and then I was kind of sad because the trail mix story, if you will, was like literally at the very onset of COVID. And I have no doubt that if I would have somehow been able to make that work, that I probably could have done like, I'm, I'm just guessing, but like 50 or $60,000, but I, it was, it was just not reasonable that I didn't have the time to. Yeah. You've only got so much time in the day and, and yeah, yeah you want to mitigate the risk as well. Yes. And, you know, if you go get a U-Haul full of it and then it sits in the sun <laughs> for half an hour, you've got a mess. And so, yeah, you're, you're just, you're doing what you can with what you did. Let me fill in a couple of blanks for the, for the new listeners. Uh, you mentioned FBA yes. as opposed to merchant bill. 
Merchant Fulfill, you ship it yourself. FBA means you're sending it all into Amazon and they do the shipping. It's that simple. Yes. That's what FBA, fulfillment by Amazon. And you mentioned finding products within the first few minutes of going in. Not necessarily typical, but not unusual by any means. And within the first couple hours, after you've gone through our replens training, replens is a module that you've heard talked about a lot on this show. If this is your first podcast episode, you haven't heard it. Listen into a few episodes. You're going to hear a lot of people talking replens. It's buying full price retail product. It's all over the place that people are convenience shopping and paying a whole lot more money for on Amazon. And right now, because online shopping has doubled in the past few months alone, just because of you know the rabid squirrels and you know the, the viruses and the riots, and you know people are shopping at home. There's a lot of opportunity here, and that's not going to change anytime soon. So you were able to jump into that and. Through all the way through Christmas, this trend is not going to slow down. There's going to be certain products that kind of pick up speed and such, but there's so much going on in the world right now that makes people just kind of want to stay at home that there's opportunity all over every retail shelf near you, wherever you happen to be, or online arbitrage even, where you shop on a different website besides Amazon and bring it to the most convenient website, Amazon. So yeah, with the replans training, you're not scanning barcodes. You're going in and, and you're, you teach you how to, you know, to search Amazon with your, with your smartphone and use the Keepa as the tool. We're not going to dive real deep into that right now because the course goes into that. Yes. It's a module by the proven Amazon course. But okay, I just wanted to fill in some blanks for the new people and give you a chance to take a breather for a second. <laughs> and I want to jump back in. Like, how's your replans business going now? What's it looking like? Um, it's, it's actually going really well. I'm, I'm dealing with, uh, the reality. My, uh, husband's uncle passed away during COVID. So I, I just got back from uh, Michigan. We went out there, we were out there for about 10 days and I had sent in a couple of shipments immediately prior to us leaving. So when I was in Michigan, I was just like, Oh my gosh, this is so amazing. And I had gotten my numbers up to, I think I want to say it was either 11 or 11 and a half thousand. And I was, I was so stoked on it. But when I came back, I hadn't shipped anything in for 10 days. So now I'm, I'm recouping a little bit of ground, but in sure. general, in general, it's a, uh, it's doing really well. And uh, one of the largest things that I've learned from coaching is to kind of shift my focus. Um, I, I said, time is probably for any of us, the most precious asset that we have and how we allocate it. So I've tried to move into much higher margin goods as opposed to, as an example, like I can sell, you know, just as an example, a pack of trail mix, say, since I sold so much of that before and make three or $4 a unit. It's great because you're moving so many of them. Or I could sell um, a toy, for instance, and make sometimes 10 or more times that on a single item. So I've tried to streamline my work so I'm not doing as much packing and then really trying to ID products that I make a lot more money on per item as opposed to sheer volume and then multiply from there. So you, you mentioned you're a coaching student. I'd forgotten that. I should have read the bio more carefully <laughs> before okay. we started. I had a crazy day leading up to this and I didn't catch that point. Tell me about that. You, you mentioned you've learned a valuable lesson about you know, how you use your time scaling up your business, being, being smarter with your time. What else are you picking up from coaching and how has it benefited you? Like, what would you, what would you say to people? Oh my God. I, so first of all, I work with Jessica Decker. Shout out to Jessica. I love her. Um, <laughs> Great coach. 
Yes. So, I mean, the way that I've honestly managed my entire business has so completely transformed. She has, she's streamlined the way that I source for product. We've gone deeper into um, like trying to find higher margin items. I'm probably like a week or two away from switching to a, a prep center. I cannot say enough how much I just absolutely appreciate her. And I was, I was so hesitant because I, I made the jump to get into coaching once again during COVID. And I was just like, okay, well, I know I'm doing okay right now, but I'm only generating a couple extra thousand dollars a month. And at the moment, coaching seems like a little bit of a gamble, but I'm, I cannot say enough how much I, I've, I'm so appreciative to not only the coaching program, but this community, my sales, when I started coaching, I can't remember the exact figure, but I think even at the tail end of my trail mix, because I had switched to FBA. So I had this one momentous week and then I sent in FBA and um, MS was still getting preferential treatment over FBA. So I I got kind of sad because I, I was then at like a 30 day run of like $2,200. I was like, I'm doing something wrong. I don't know how I went from this crazy, like first week to a plummet. And then, um, now I'm, I'm, um, in that $10,000 range and, and I, there's no more target runs. Everything comes to my house. I pull it into my garage, ship it. It's great. And I told her, I was just like, well, I want to focus on online. And aside from meeting my friend at Goodwill to pick up his book shipment, everything that I do is online. It's changed everything. That's phenomenal. So you're using the replins model and our coach Mm -hmm. helped you learn to do that exclusively sourcing online. So yes, you can do the replins sourcing strategy, shopping on other people's websites besides Amazon, finding deals there. So you can do it from home. So you get to have kiddo right there with you doing your thing, right? Keeping an eye on everything <laughs> and you're, you're working from home. Yes. Uh, and you said $10,000 a month? Yes. And I, I got it most recently. just shy of 12. And that was when we got back from vacation and I have to, have to regain, regain some ground. <laughs> sure. And sorry for your loss, by the way. Uh, you're, Thank you're, you. you said it was your husband's uncle. So yeah, sorry Thank for you. your loss there. Well, this is pretty incredible. It never gets old hearing people's stories. <laughs> How has it impacted your your life? Like what's different for you guys? Your your schedule, your the way you just kind of live life. Like do a before and after. Sure. So immediately before I started getting more serious, and I think that's also a super important element because I had always I had always treated online entrepreneurship as a hobby. And now, sure. and now I treat it like my job. So if I, mm-hmm. if I ever was bored, I'd go downstairs into our basement and work on my eBay stuff. But now I, you know, right before this call, I had spent a couple of hours in my garage prepping the last bit of my, of my shipment and I work full time. So before my days consisted of, I mean, in the non COVID world, I'd go to work, you know, come home, take care of our, take care of our son after I picked him up from daycare do pretty much what any other family does, uh, watch a movie, go to bed, (laughs) repeat the next day. And, um, now it's, um, I think it's very much more intentional as far as like growing my business. But as far as like my, my day, I, you know, get up around six o'clock, get the baby ready, go to work. 
I bring my laptop to work with me. So um, my whole lunch hour is spent sourcing. I get off of work, pick up baby, come home, do family time, make dinner. And then as soon as baby goes to bed, it's time to work again. So roughly between 8.30 to anywhere between midnight and one in the morning, Wow, I'm working. So, so you're in that you're in that period of intense focused effort, yes. and you're still doing ten, twelve thousand dollar months. But you're working. You've got a full time job. You're talking lunch hour. You're talking, you know, skipping Netflix in the evening. For the most part, you know, instead of entertainment, you're hitting it, which is sustainable for a good period of time. But the goal being eventually, you can do this full time. I'm assuming. Like this could be your gig. Is that the, is that the plan? One hundred percent, or at least to have the choice. I have a kind of odd. Sure. I don't want to say odd, but I have um, an interesting work life. I literally work with my friends. My friends started my company. I go to work. I've known every single person there for almost ten years. You know, we make money. We have amazing lunches. We we've literally traveled the the world together. I've done shows and multiple shows in Europe. I can't even tell you how many conventions I've been to selling our product. It's most of the time it's, it's very, very fun. But if I wanted to, I want to have the option of uh, having more autonomy in my life and not relying on my salary. Yeah. And you're building in that direction where you have options. Yes. That's beautiful. Very well done. Thank you. This is a cool interview. (laughs) I, you know, I can't be a mom to a little baby juggling a career plus starting an Amazon business. I can't be that person. I'm a completely different person than that. But your story is going to speak to a lot of people out there who are saying, you know, I I could give up a few lunches to work and hit it in the evening, you know, knock out a a couple hours a week, you know, maybe a few more instead of Netflix or TV. Let's build something. I think you're inspiring some people. Showing them what's possible. So thank you for that. Well, in speaking about people who are out there being inspired right now, what would you say to some of them who are maybe considering getting into this? Like, you know, be realistic. There's, it's not easy by any means, but how realistic is success in this arena from your opinion? If you were willing to work, it's, if you're not successful, I feel like you just need some redirection to get there. I mean, just like with anybody who sells anything online, I, how many cocktail parties have we been to where you hear, you know, the question, well, what do you do? And, you know, so I talk about my job and I was like, well, this is what I am enjoying doing. This is what I want to, this is what I'd like to do full time for my job. And you have, you have your skeptics who are just like, well, what do you sell? And I'm like, what don't I sell? <laughs> but it's, 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 once you get the hang of it, once you get the hang of it, I, I truly don't feel like unless your account gets shut down or something like really catastrophic happens, that's kind of outside of your control. As long as you're not being shady, <laughs> I, I don't see a path where success isn't possible if you're willing to pursue it. Yeah. Well said. <laughs> that's, well that's said. my experience. Even the roadblocks of like, you know, account shutdown, which you'll hear of occasionally, mm-hmm. vast majority of the time it, you come back and everything's good. If even when that happens, if you can find products that can be sold profitably online, you can partner with someone else. Now, maybe they're just kind of like with your book guy. <laughs> now, they're going to take a little bit of the piece, right? But if you're good at finding profitable inventory, there's going to be someone willing to pay you for that. Maybe you sell it through their account. Maybe you just sell it straight to them. Yes. And, and they, they flip it through their account. That's the value and the benefit of being a part of a community and building relationships, which is always a key component of success in business. It's uh, there's an element of risk with relationships, 
but there's also massive opportunity. And the opportunity in the end, over the long term, of building great relationships always, always, always pays off. That's, it's, it's a biblical, timeless truth. Relationships, you know, well, they may be painful and there may be risks. And sometimes it's, you know, like, ah, oh, what was I thinking? But overall, if you act with integrity and find other people with integrity you can partner up with, it's a beautiful thing. So, you know, no matter what comes at you is my point. If you've got good creative partnerships and relationships, yeah, you're going to swing through it. Beautiful. Anything else as we start to wrap up this episode? You've done a very good job, by the way. I've truly enjoyed getting to know you a little bit. Well, thank you. And you as well. I, I mean, I feel like I kind of know you because um, when I'm on walks, I'm always listening to your podcast for hours on end. So it's great to meet you in, in person, wow. if you will. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it cracks me up. Sometimes I'll get on the phone with someone from our community and they'll say, man, you sound just like the podcast. Like, <laughs> yeah, it just, it comes natural for me. It's literally me. <laughs> Just being who I am, that's all I can be. If that's not good enough, it's the wrong show. Sorry, we'll give you a <laughs> full refund on your podcast experience today. Yeah, For any of us. Um, I think the only thing that... So I'm, I'm running into a lesson here. I actually have a meeting with my coach on Tuesday, I believe. And I've heard you say it time and time and time again, only do what, what you can do or I misphrase that you'll have to correct me, but only do what only you can do. <laughs> only do the things yes. that only you can do. That's yes. the goal. You want to get to the point where you're only doing those things that only you can do. And it's easy to mess up, but it's important. The wording's proper. So those of you who are listening, rewind it and listen, because if you mess up a word to get them out of order, it changes the message entirely. But yes. only do those things that only you can do. That's the goal. You can't start out there because when you start, you're going to be wearing every hat there is in business. <laughs> Yes. You don't start there. But the goal is to get there to where you're only doing those things that only you can do for your business. And, and that means you're, you're building a team and outsourcing and specializing and everyone else is too on your team. Yeah. They may not be employees, but you've got people who are good, kind of like your book guy. Mm-hmm. You know, He was doing things that, that only he could do for you. You couldn't bend over and get the books in the bottom because you're pregnant. Yes. <laughs> he could. <laughs> so the convenience of a little upcharge he did that for you, yes. right? So you were doing the things you could do. He's doing the things that only he could do for you. And that, that's the right. But anyway, go ahead and make your point. You're doing great. No worries. So I, I'm running into, a, when we got back from Michigan, I had had all of the stuff that I had ordered go to my work warehouse. And so I came back to literally a mountain of product. And it, I'd only done, you know, every few days I had done that mountain in section. So it didn't seem so daunting. But last week kicked kicked my butt. I spent over the course of three nights, I spent four hours a night when I would normally do my sourcing, four hours a night over the course of three nights, prepping, packing, uh, stuffing. I, I actually couldn't even fit it all in my I had to run to UPS three times in my Jeep. <laughs> and so that taught me an immediate lesson like, Every moment that I'm spending doing this, I could be spent purchasing and having somebody else do all of this for me. So um, I'd say that, um, and I, I've heard it multiple times, but now I'm, I'm speaking from experience. Like if once you hit a point where your time can be spent directly making money by finding uh, products that are profitable, do it. <laughs> You're going to, if I was only doing that, my numbers would look so different just because I would be spending a hundred percent of my time sourcing as opposed to 
at this point, a hundred percent of my time, or sorry, about a third of my time sourcing products and two thirds of my time packing. Yeah. Put it, you know, it, it's not a complex skill set to put stuff in a box and put some tape. On it. It's just not. <laughs> yes. But for some reason, as entrepreneurs, we think we're making more money if we're the one plowing through that part of our business. You're not, you're costing yourself money because you could be out, like you just said so eloquently, sourcing more profitable products at that point. So yeah, at the point you can start to pay someone else, you'll, you'll never regret offloading some of that work. You'll be saying to yourself, why did I play with box tape as long as I did? That's a 12 to 14 hour dollar, you know, at the top end job, you know, neighborhood kid. Hey, put all this stuff in boxes. Put these labels on it when you're done. Here's how you do it. You can train them in half an hour. And yes. You're freed up. So those, those eight hours now, you can be out creating new income streams. And sure, it costs you $50 to free up your time, but you went out and found another $300 a month in those five hours. Yes. Right? So that's where the opportunity is. And well, yeah, so a couple of great points to end on. You did, you did a phenomenal job. Anything else you were hoping to say before we wrap up this episode? Um, I really, um, once again, I, I want to thank you for the opportunity to, to be here. I, I'm so beyond flattered. I, I literally listen to probably three or four episodes a day on my commute, on my walks with my son. And, you know, there, there are some incredible stories here and to even be put in the same pool as them is just beyond flattering. I appreciate it. Um, but any, truly anybody, anybody can do it. Um, once you acquire the skill of finding profitable product, I don't, unless you're not doing anything, there's, there's not a way to fail as long as you have, you have your skill set in place. So I think that anybody can do this. Very well said. <laughs> very well. No, that, that was, it's very authentic. It's from the heart. You know, we're not hyping this up. We're just saying, Hey, if you're ready to do the work, the world is shopping online now in larger numbers than ever before. Amazon's not going to keep up with the demand. That's what third-party sellers do. And we can teach you how to do that more efficiently, I believe, than anyone in the world right now. I don't think there's anything close to the system that we've taught. Now, there might be some people out there trying to copy it at this point, but we've perfected it and we're improving it constantly. And as you've heard Leah talk about today, hey, she believes anyone can do it. It's one thing for me to say it. She does too. It's a <laughs> skill that can really fill in any free hours you have of the week and you can start putting extra money in the bank. And Leah plans to possibly make it her full-time gig at some point. And add on many other multiple income streams at some point because there's abundant opportunity right now. Well, Leah, I appreciate you being the guest today Thank and you. loaning some of your very, very valuable time. You could have been out finding five more replins <laughs> with this hour we spent and adding another $150 to $200 a month to your income, but you spent your time with us. So if I'm doing the math correctly, you, we owe you about twelve fifteen hundred dollars So thank you. <laughs> I, I promise I'll find them anyways. Don't worry. Thank you. <laughs> uh, beautiful. Well, it was great having you on the show today and truly a pleasure. And for the listeners hanging out with us today, uh, just God bless all the business building warriors out there. Right now is not the easiest time for any of us. The world is a little nutty right now in many ways. I think literally everyone is feeling just a little off right now. But if you can set that aside and just look at the opportunities that are out there right now. There's a very unique point in time right now and for the next several months, and I believe for the next few years, where online shopping is massive opportunity 
we just took a five-year leap into the future as far as how people use e-commerce, how much shopping they do online. There's opportunity here. And we're the ones I think that can get you to where you want to be in that opportunity. Silentgym.com is where you can get all the resources we mentioned today. There'll be a few links in the show notes. Jump over there to silentgym.com slash podcast. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you really need to remember that only about 15% of our episodes are on YouTube. The rest are at silentgym.com on audio. So jump over and hear other great guests like Leah. Thank you for our guest, Leah, again. Thanks for being here. Thank you. And to the listeners, God bless all the business building warriors out there. You're in our prayers. We're in your corner. We're here to serve. You are not our competition. You are a fellow warrior. Fighting back the chaos is how I see the business builders. Every entrepreneur at any level, anyone out there building a business and working hard, we're fighting back the chaos. We are the ones making the economy continue to churn and create opportunity for, for any number of people. You can't succeed in business without bringing along, if you stop and brainstorm, hundreds or maybe even thousands of other people on a very positive journey. You just simply can't. It's impossible. There's no way to win solo. Everybody, so many other people win. Give it some thought sometime if you don't believe me. Think through it, brainstorm on that. But I'm going to sign off here. Our guest, Leah, did a phenomenal job today. We'll have another episode for you again real soon. We'll talk to you then. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.